Warning, the following program is solely intended for a mature audience. Any of the idiotic opinions and views expressed on this show are solely opinions of Dark Cringe Radio and not of its advertisers, which is completely pointless because this poorly produced, dumbass podcast has no advertisers. Furthermore, any rebroadcast or redistribution of Dark Friend Radio podcasts without per- the permission is strictly prohibited. If you do, we will find you. And then we will send three black-eyed children to your home or office to collect your soul. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Dark Fringe Radio. Will Martinez here with you tonight. And my co-host, Jay Galosi. Jay, what's up? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. What's going on? Not much, man. Everything is good, man. Everything is good. You remember the song, Jay? Oh, you kidding? Oh, yeah. That was back when we were growing up, man. He was riding around in that, that green... That green lowrider? Yeah. It's good stuff, man. Love it. Classic. Very classic. Very classic, man. One of my all-time favorite songs. Yep. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining in at Dark Fringe Radio. we got a lot to talk about tonight. We have no topic in particular, so we're going to ride this out kind of weird. But it's going to be fun at the same time, so... Yeah, it's the uh, Topic Truffle Shuffle, where we're just kind of our fat-ass opinions all over the journey. That's great, man. And uh, I think we needed to do something like this because, you know, we always pick a topic every week, and I think it's good to um, kind of scour the news uh, through the mainstream media, even though a lot of it's bullshit, to, you know, kind of scour through all that stuff and, uh, you know, kind of pick it apart and talk about different things that's going on currently. So uh, we're going to go ahead and do that here in a moment. But uh, I wanted to remind everybody about the social media again, like I always do. Dark Fringe Radio and... Um, Twitter, and also on SoundCloud. And of course, as Jay um, announced last week, we are on iTunes at the same handle, Dark Fringe Radio. So uh, make sure you go there and uh, check us out there. Give a five-star rating. Also subscribe. So that way, when you subscribe, um, the cool thing about it is is when we drop the episode, you guys get a notification right away so you know when the episodes drop. So that's it's a great tool for you guys if you want to have a consistent basis without having to worry about me sending a link out or whatever the case may be, especially for you iTunes users and those i iPhone guys, you know, definitely try to, you know, get on there, do the five star review and uh, and uh, definitely subscribe. So um, tonight, again, we're going to do a little uh, topic truffle shuffle here and, uh, you know, just go all around the map and, uh, you know, talk about various different things. We're not going to talk about one subject in particular. We're just going to go all over the map tonight. But first, Jay, do you know what time it is, man? It's time! It's the three-story Monty, mother. Three-story Monty, again, just for people who don't know, uh, it's a little game that we play here at Dark Fringe Radio where we, um, I come up with three different news articles, uh, all equally uh, as uh, you know, strange and, and obscure as the next. But there's one of them out of the three that's not true. So uh, we always have Jay here on the other end to kind of wade through the the waters to figure out which one out of the three is incorrect. So, uh, Jay, are you ready, man? 
I'm always ready. All right, man. So let's start off with number one on the list for tonight. Harry Potter themed town celebration draws droves of muggles. Mental, that one. I'm telling you. So do you know what muggles are, Jay? Yeah, those are the uh, the non-magical people in Harry Potter. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You muggle. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, number two on the list is Florida woman on horseback charged with DUI. Barack Hussein Obama. Now we're going to have that for president. That's what they say. Hopefully not. So that's number two. And number three okay. is man says he is the link to other dimensions. Holy shit, man. So, Jay, out of those three, Harry Potter theme town celebration draws droves of muggles. Uh, Florida woman on horseback charged with DUI. And, of course, uh, last but not least, man says he is the other link to other, or he is the link to other dimensions, I should say. So, uh, what do you think there, Jay? Oh, this is... This is a tough one. I'm yeah. putting my undefeated record up here on the line. Yeah, your 2-0 record. Uh, I'm going to go with C. So you're saying the man, he says he's the link to other dimensions? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like something that, that somebody would say. Right. Uh, the the woman getting a DUI on horseback sounds something that could happen in Florida daily. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'd actually heard the story about the muzzles, so... Ah, I'm going to go with C. Okay. Jay, you are 3-0 again. Yeah. Yeah, you have not lost one yet, so you are still the champ. Uh, man says he's the link to other dimensions is completely incorrect. But, uh, yeah, as you said, uh, Harry Potter-themed town celebration draws droves of muggles. And uh, that was something that I saw um, online earlier, and I was like, are you serious? Is this, like, people are really that into Harry Potter? I mean, I yeah. like Harry Potter. Don't get that, me wrong. I like it just as much as the Harry next Potter guy. business is huge. It is. That is true. I mean, even Disney got into it so much where they did a whole world, you know, revolved around it. Yeah, I mean, they have, like, the whole... He has his whole own, like, theme park. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, uh, you know, good for J.K. Rowling. I mean, that lady uh, came from nothing and uh, was able to come up with this story and, and really, really, uh, you know, take it to, to another level as far as popularity. And I'm I'm sure she's loaded. Loaded. <laughs> yes. Yes, I believe she is. Yeah, after all, not the... searching for where her next page, her next meal money is coming from. No, definitely not. She doesn't have to, you know, wave any wand there. Uh, but let me uh, read the story. Uh, Wizards and Muggles have turned out in droves for a Harry Potter themed celebration in a small community. So much so, the town is now looking to turn it into an annual event. Uh, Spring Street in Newton was transformed on Saturday into Diagon Alley, the magical market from the J.K. Rowling book series. Uh, more than two dozen restaurants and stores in Newton's main business district featured elements of the franchise, including a restaurant that served butter beer and a store that gave patrons magic wands. Uh, many attendees dressed up in Harry Potter attire. Some donned scarves with colors from the various Hogwarts houses and Harry's signature round eyeglasses. Uh, Mayor Wayne Levante told the uh, New Jersey Herald that the overwhelming crowd was much larger than the organizers initially envisioned. So a uh, pretty interesting story. I, I didn't think it would happen in New Jersey out of all places. I mean, could you imagine like one of those native New Jerseyans that uh, kind of like roll up in there and like see what's going on? You know, the the mental image of it, as funny enough as it is, you can see a, a bunch of those South Beach guys walking in there. But hey, let's be honest, what else are you going to do in Jersey? Yeah, exactly. You're right. So, 
uh, interest, interesting story there. And, you know, good for that town. I'm sure it's going to bring a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of revenue dollars for the, the city and, uh, and the town there. So, hey, listen, I can't, you know, hate on that because, you know, they're just doing what they can for that town and that community. And, hey, listen, if, it, if, it's, not, uh, if it's not bad, then, then go for it, right? Yeah, any, any way to make revenue, you know, any revenue is good revenue. So You're right. that's, uh, that's great for them that they can do that. That's great for them that they can, they have that opportunity. It's good for her. It's, it's good for the, for the, the series, the Harry Potter series. I know it, it, it's like an avalanche. It's just getting bigger and bigger. So that's yeah, awesome. Uh, my daughter loves the Harry Potter stuff and is big into it. And I'm sure if we lived in New Jersey, she would have been one of the muggles on hand. <laughs> Well, uh, that brings me to the uh, second story, which is the Florida woman on horseback charged with DUI. It's in Lakeland, Florida, of course, uh, which is the uh, near Tampa. And a Florida woman will uh, have to pony up after police busted her for riding a horse down a busy highway while intoxicated. Uh, Polk County police arrested 53-year-old Donna Byrne and charged her with drunk driving after multiple drivers called 911 to report a woman on a horse was hoofing it down the highway. Uh, Polk County Sheriff's officials said in a news release that someone called 911 about a woman who appeared confused and possibly in danger. When uh, deputies arrived, they found Bine uh, riding her horse on the road. A sobriety test, uh, which she gave breath samples that registered a blood alcohol level of a staggering 0.161, much higher than the Florida legal limit of 0.08. So look at that difference, Jay. I mean, this lady was yeah, she was wasted. She was drinking fucking rubbing alcohol. Yeah, I mean, she was gone, and uh, not a very flattering picture of uh, Miss Donna Byrne. Um, if you guys take a look and uh, look up the story, you'll see what the hell what I was talking about. But uh, Mrs. Byrne was obviously not in any condition to be on the road. She, not only she put herself in danger, she put the horse in danger, but she also put all those people's you know lives in danger that were driving down that road. I mean, think about it. You know, you're driving down the road. And all of a sudden, you see a lady on a horse in the middle of the road. That's not something that you normally would see on a, you know every day. Come on, man. She was just horsing around. She was just. Oh, Jesus, Jay, you got it. You got it, man. Sorry. You better, got it. Better than any of the horse puns that that fucking article had. That's for damn sure. <laughs> it sure does give a meaning to. Uh, I'm going to go see a man about a horse, right? Are we sure it was a horse? Maybe she was a lesbian. It was Sarah Jessica Parker over there. Or maybe she was a centaur, half lady, half horse. It could be. <laughs> It could be the other man from the death six was the connection to, uh, to a different dimension was the one that allowed her her to come over, <laughs> or maybe she was uh, maybe she was just related to uh, what was her name uh, Catherine the Great from Russia. There you go, yeah, there you go. That's that's a stretch, but that that's possible. That's very possible. So, well, Jay, again, you uh, are correct, and you are three and zero. You are the three story Monty champion as of right now. Uh, so we will continue this pattern until uh, you know, we'll, you know, till you lose, and then we'll we'll see what we'll do from that point on. But uh, it doesn't look like you're losing anytime soon. So good job there, Jay. I'm on a roll. Now let's get into this uh, topic, truffle shuffle, man. Uh, I uh, I was doing some research, man, and uh, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's happening out there right now. I wanted to jump into the first thing that I wanted kind of to talk to about, which uh, Matt Lauer got canned from NBC. And that's a huge, that's a huge deal, man. I mean, that guy, he's been on, you know, the Today Show for 20 years. Well, I mean, he's, he's one of those, one of those trusted faces, one of those people that you let in your living room every night through the magic box that uh, 
you know, he has credibility. He has uh, a good upstanding reputation. Um, but like we were saying last in the episode that dropped today and the episode we did last week uh, about the whole Hollywood thing, the fire of Rimstone, it's hot, man. And everybody in Hollywood, everybody in TV, everybody in that kind of visualized media right now is on pins and needles because it, se- it seems like everybody has something. Yeah, everybody has some kind of dirt on them somewhere. You know, it, it just seems like no matter what. I mean, it even goes back to like 30, 40 years ago, you know. And uh, what's more disturbing about this whole Matt Lauer thing is um, he was real nasty, though, Jay. I mean, did you hear about some of the stuff that he was doing, man? No, I only kind of perused some of the, uh, the headlines. I had a feeling you were going to be talking about and educating me. And um, I, I'd, I'd rather listen to you tell me than actually read because reading is not my, my strong suit <laughs> well let me tell you how much of a, a, a dirty birdie this guy was matt lauer once gave a colleague a sex toy as a present a dirty a dirty birdie he was a dirty birdie are, man are we in the fifth grade yeah man i mean it was, he was a dirty birdie man <laughs> this guy was a nasty listen to this this guy he gave us a, a sex toy to a colleague as a present and then it included an explicit note about how he wanted to use it on her i mean wow that's balls big balls yeah, big rubber ones. Yeah, probably you, you might be right, and a and a ball gag on top of that. Uh, on another day, he dishwasher su- safe. Dishwasher safe. Oh God, Jay. Uh, on another day, he summoned a female, a different female employee to his office, and then dropped his pants, showing his wanker. And then the uh, after the employee declined to do anything, visibly shaking, he reprimanded her for not engaging in a sexual act. So not only he invites somebody to come into his office, he's freaking stark naked from the waist down with his hog hanging there and then he gets mad at the girl because she doesn't want to do anything with him i mean how pretentious are you at that point that is super pretentious that's a whole nother level of pretentious but how i mean to a point and i'm obviously joking i was pretty confident to just stand there with 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 your donger hanging out i mean i'm i'm not ashamed of what i got i would never do anything half that that out there like that's pretty that's pretty confident in what you got like hey you want some of this i mean it's got to hang down to his damn knee right yeah i mean if he has a 10 inch wang you know what i mean a, a flaccid you know yeah i could see how you could be a little bit you know pretentious about it but damn you're gonna do like that i mean that's a whole nother level of sickness though oh absolutely well, and, and in all honesty you would think that somebody who's got his upstanding somebody who, who has his job that you know i learned a long time ago with media that perception is key perception is, is, is a big part of of what makes those people's careers and what gets them their paychecks and with matt La- that that at the status matt lauer hat and was um would, would do anything to protect it including hiding more of his depravity and, and proclivities but apparently not uh, apparently it's quite the adverse yeah, he's uh he's something else, this guy. And uh, he would also sometimes quiz the female producers about who they slept with, offering to trade names. Uh, he also loved to engage in a crass quiz game with men and women in the office. Fuck, marry, or kill. You know, that whole, you know, that old school game? I mean, we've all played it. Yeah, but, you know, listen, there's a time and a place for something like that, too. You know what I mean? Um, and then, Oh, no, ab- absolutely. Yeah, and then... Basically, he would also identify the female co-host that he'd most likely to sleep with. And that obviously, that's not going to make people comfortable. So 
all these accounts of Lauer's behavior at NBC are, you know, it's a, it's a result of a two-month investigation by uh, Variety and uh, dozens of interviews with current and former staffers. And Variety has talked to at least three women uh, who identified themselves as victims of sexual harassment by Lauer. And uh, their stories have been corroborated by friends or colleagues uh, that they told at the time. And they uh, asked to be uh, remained unnamed, um, you know, just for, you know, the, the time being, uh, fearing professional repercussions. And you could understand that, too, as well. So, uh, you know, these people are, you know, they're outing this guy, but they don't want to get reprimanded either, you know, for doing the right thing, which even though they're doing the right thing, there are going to be some folks out there who, uh, you know, who will kind of take it to heart and, you know, take it out on these people as well. Well, yeah, I mean, there's obviously there's going to be collateral damage and uh, I don't blame them for wanting to remain anonymous either. It's uh, this whole thing that's going down in Hollywood. Again, it seems like it seems like nobody's safe. And and even if you were a victim and I'm I'm not trying to de-victimize those who were affected by Matt Lauer's uh, very strange sexual advances or um behavior everybody's got something so it's almost like everybody has something to hide and when everybody's got something to hide then this is what happened it's better to stay anonymous so that way your 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 character can't be put into question you're right exactly right hold on let's uh, listen to this clip regarding uh, this case here hold on well, we are learning new details about the sexual misconduct allegations against fired nbc news anchor matt lauer variety has published a report detailing some of the allegations against lauer they include claims that he once gave a colleague a sex toy as a present with a note on how he wanted to use it on her. Another woman claims that he... Hey, babe, I got this thing over here that uh, I think I want to use, but um, I'm not sure if you're down for that. <laughs> it just seems like he was like, here, I got this, and I'll, to I'll show you how to use it. Oh, yeah. Well, look, look where he is now. Hold on. Dropped his pants, exposed himself after she rejected his advance. She says that Lauer reprimanded her. Variety reports that several women claim that they complained to executives about Lauer's behavior, but they said that their concern fell on deaf ears. Lauer has been a fixture on the Today Show since the 19th. You know that uh, it's actually pretty interesting what she just said right there. This has been going on for some time, and NBC has been basically turning a blind eye to this for since 2014, and God knows how long before that. I mean, that's the one that we know about. So we're in 2017. So this has been going on for three years, uh, more or less, and nobody's done anything about it until now. Until these three ladies have come out. Why is that? That's like we we're talking about. That's like we we're talking about last week. You yeah. know, it was kind of the norm. It was it's men in power, power who want to utilize and use that power for their their own gratifications and big companies that are trying to protect their bottom line and look out for their revenue shares. That's what they're doing. They're, they're hiding their best, their best uh, money makers. And now it seems like more people are more comfortable to come out and say, this is this. And it's such, it's becoming such a snowball effect uh, that now you don't even have to, to have that many people say something is going on at the situation and, and, you know, it's the angry mom. So, uh, I mean, it's good. It's good because a, a lot of what was happening needed to stop and it needed to end. And yeah, they, I they, like Matt Lauer, but yeah, I don't like him that much. If you're doing that, 
Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, Matt Lauer, man, what a what a what a shameful you know fall from grace and. Um, He's got a lot of money, so I, I'm sure he'll be okay. You know, he was making like $25 million a year, Jay. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for a guy on television. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, he's definitely financially comfortable, but uh, not that he needs money. I'm sure he could, he could retire tomorrow and never work again and be okay. Uh, but that, and that's pretty much what's going to happen because I don't see a lot of the people recovering from what's going on. No, I don't either. I don't either. So, Jay, um, what did you have on your uh, your agenda there? What do you, what do you have on your side? Uh, the first one I, I found this morning uh, that really interested me was uh, a story about the Big Bang Theory. You know, you've heard about the Big Bang, of course. Of course. So, there's a scientist who actually says he doesn't believe that the Big Bang ever happened. You know, he talks about how for nearly half a century, uh, the theory that was created first in the 1920s by Edwin Hubble uh, and has been widely considered how our universe began actually may have never happened at all. And in fact, there are still traces of a previous universe still out there. Uh, this Brazilian physicist named Juliano Cesar Silveira Neves. Say that and 10 I'm times sure faster. I mangled his name. Well, that's actually pretty good, Jay. I give you props uh, for that. Listen, I can say the words well. I just don't know what half of them mean. I mean, when I say things like grande burbuja, it sounds great, but nobody needs to know it's a big bubble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so this, this, uh, this physicist says that um, when Hubble discovered all the galaxies moving away from each other uh, at certain velocities, that that's why you get this, this theory of the being bang, that everything was so condensed in low mass and when the friction got too much, it blows up and expands. It expands in every different direction, which is how you can prove that something like the Big Bang happened. Uh, but what he says, he calls it bouncing cosmology, where the universe actually contracts into a big crunch to give way to eternal, uh, eternal succession of universes. During the crunch, the universe is contracting extreme conditions and density, temperature, and expands again. He believes that there are traces of previous previous universes still visible in today. Uh, things like black holes, that's interesting, uh, or remnants of black black holes. It, it is very interesting. I mean, really think about this. And this is what what hit me today. And, and keep in mind that, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't smoke the chiba. I bet y'all drinking that wine too, aren't you? Just smoking them tweeds and everything. Wearing the old clothes all half off your ass. What the hell's going on today? Huh? Weeds. Ah. Oh. Billions of years ago, there could have been a totally different universe with with something resembling life forms like us, or, or you know, I'm sure there were differences, but a life form that was far more technologically advanced, and one day the entire universe just squashed them like a bug. That's crazy. I mean, you know, it, it reminds me of um, you know all these things that we've learned in school. For instance, you know, we 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 were taught that Christopher Columbus. Uh, you know, discovered America, and obviously that was not right. Uh, you know, they said that Pluto bullshit. was bullshit. Yeah, Pluto was a planet, and that's wrong too. And you know, there's all these things that you know gone throughout history that they've tried to you know teach us. And you know, the Big Bang theory is one of those um, those theories that you know that they've always talked about and pushed in in public school. And you know, it, it sounds like now that might be bullshit too. So you know, what do we change the books? What do we do? Well, I, I think before you go changing, changing books, 
science is such a, a weird thing in the in the world as it is because uh, most most science done is done with theories. There might be one uh, experiment done, uh, and before scientific process was, you would have to a a different scientist would have to recreate all of your findings to give it some kind of proof. But it seems like today nobody wants to really take time to do that secondary work. So it's so hard to know it's not. So this guy's theory, it could be real. I mean, it could be right. And I could see where he might think that, but then on the flip side, and it's hard to wrap your mind around how big the universe is. I mean, we are less than an atom in the grandeur of the universe. A speck which in the, means in the there's universe. something actually outside the universe. There's something at the edge. What, there's something is there, there that the is universe there an edge? is expanding into. So how does it bounce back in? Is it like elastic? Is it like a rubber band that just sucks itself back up? So I don't, I don't even know how you would prove it. Although I, I don't know how you prove that there was a big bang either. So these things are too great for my, my infantile mind to get around. But that the fact that somebody could think of something in such a different way, that's what really attracts me to it and to a lot of stuff I read is looking at things from different perspectives. Whether it's true or it's not true, uh, there's nothing we can do about it. And the universe has enough wonderment to where both the big bang theory and this bouncing cosmology could could kind of they could both hold water they could. they could both somewhat be true but it's it's interesting to see somebody looking at that that glass of water instead of saying it's a glass of water say it's a container of liquid yeah it's a, you know it's, it's a different, different point of view it's pretty neat it's, i thought it was pretty a pretty interesting read it's it's definitely something that everybody should go check out uh when you get time that the guy's got some interesting theories and points to some things that kind of back up what he's looking at and why he came up with this hypothesis but it's interesting oh that's cool man I, i'm definitely gonna look into that a little bit more and uh you know i'm always looking for an alternate uh, view on things you know and that's, that's a great take i've never heard that one before i mean i've heard of something similar but not that there was something else before the big bang and that that that's pretty cool and uh, i'm definitely gonna look into that but uh um, you know, again, as we were saying, you, it's all about perspective and all these different um, ideas that everyone has, you know, including like, for instance, the flat earth. I mean, that's something we're going to be getting into, you know, in a couple episodes from now. And I know that's a, it's a hot <laughs> point of contention for most people. But, you know, again, I don't I don't understand how people get so upset about it. Hey, listen, it's just a different perspective, but it, it's not going to change your life, is it? Is it going to change your life at all? No, oh, no, it's not. It's not going to change. I think the reason why some people just get so upset with it, though, um, you know, in today's society, there's so many. Everything's an extreme. There seems to be no more gray areas. It's everything is. It's it's either 110 percent or it's zero percent. Right. And when people talk about this flat Earth, they get the, the flat Earthers or flat Earthinians, whatever the hell they want to be called are so passionate. Flat earthers. Whatever. Again, whatever the hell they like to be called. Yeah. I don't care. It's awesome. So they are so passionate and believe so greatly that the entire world, every government has conspired to hide that the earth is flat. And A, why? Why would anybody want to hide that? 
B, why are, are we believing that it's that big a conspiracy? And C, to, to be so, and not passion, I appreciate passion, but they get so fanatical about it. Yeah, it's that like it, it, doomsday. It, it bears insanity. Well, you know, uh, we'll get into that in another episode, but um, the uh, that, that's a really cool uh, article that you brought up there, Jay. And again, like I said, um, I wanted to look into that a little further and, and kind of read this guy's uh, work and see what he's about. But uh, the next one I wanted to kind of bring up was uh, net neutrality. Have you heard anything about net neutrality, Jay? Briefly. And I looked at it and said, you know what? I don't want to take the time to read that. And I swiped right by it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is convoluted. It, when you read it, it's like, what the hell are they talking about? But I'm going to see if I can break it down for everybody in layman's terms, okay? So you got the FCC, which is the Federal Communications, uh, whatever the fuck it is, right? Uh, yep. And the chairman of the FCC, his name is Ajit Pai. He's, he formerly worked as a lawyer for Verizon, Verizon Wireless. Um, his plan is to eliminate net neutrality. And net neutrality was something that uh, President Obama did uh, and put into power when he was in office. Um, and basically, in a few weeks, the FCC will vote to eliminate net neutrality. The vote isn't in doubt uh, with pie in charge. The anti-neutrality votes have a three to two edge. Without net neutrality, the Internet service providers will be able to charge web companies for fast lanes, quote unquote. So what does that mean? ISPs like uh, Comcast, AT&T, you know, people who, who provide Internet service uh, for everyday people like you and me and, and companies and whatever. What they'll be able to do is they'll be able to pick and choose, cherry pick and choose different companies to basically fast lane their data. So, for instance, if they think that, um, let's just use uh, Acme.com, right? Acme.com okay. is a favored uh, uh, vendor or, or uh, maybe partner with Comcast. So what they're going to do with Acme.com, they're going to put them in a fast lane. What that means is that when people access Acme.com, the speeds will be much higher, much faster, much more responsive. And it doesn't – at first you, you you hear that. You're like, oh, it doesn't make – you know, it doesn't sound like it makes much of a difference. But it does. Now, what happens is, is that that makes it more difficult for smaller companies, people who start up small companies. You know, hey, guys like us, guys who are trying to make a podcast and trying to make, you know, a living, uh, you know, it's going to be hard for people like us because we would actually have to pay AT&T and Comcast to get in these fast lanes. So not only will you have to have the money to get in the fast lanes, you know, maybe even for them to even, you know, service you as, as a website in, in some instances. So, you know, it, it really, it's uh it's kind of a money-making scheme for, you know, these companies like Comcast and Verizon and AT&T. It's, it's a new version of the spoil system. Exactly. Exactly right. It's patronage. It's it's we're gonna we're gonna help out those who we like, those who we deem worthy, those who can uh, can give us those those kinds of monies that we're looking for. And uh, little guys like you and me could possibly I'm not saying we're gonna, but could possibly get overrun, which means uh, two things: a everybody listening, you need to get twenty five friends. To, uh, go ahead real quick, subscribe, five stars, love us, so that way we don't get lost in the wash. And uh, two, if Mr. Verizon Man is listening right now, don't be f***ing my shit, Mr. FCC Man. Can you hear me now? <laughs> hey, listen, that's the great thing about podcasting. We're not uh, regulated to FCC <laughs> regulations, so F them all. So, great. You know John Oliver, Jay? John Oliver. I should know that. 
The name sounds familiar, but I'm drawing a blank on exactly why I know the name. Yeah, he's that British dude. He has a show on uh, HBO. It's called Last Week Tonight. He actually had a uh, a pretty good um, little piece uh, regarding net neutrality. And I wanted just to play a little bit of a clip, if you don't mind. Um, I thought it was pretty good. He's very funny. Hold on a second. Please. The Internet, repository of all human knowledge and videos of goats singing Taylor Swift songs. Now I'm lying on the cold, hard ground. <laughs> Come on! The Internet is an incredible place. And tonight, we need to talk about an issue that is impacting it. Net neutrality. If that term rings a bell, we actually talked about it in our fifth ever episode three years ago. A piece that got a weird amount of attention. Last Week Tonight with John Oliver has languished in relative obscurity since its debut in April. But this week, an Oliver diatribe about net neutrality went viral. Hey, fuck you, lady! (laughs) I love him, man. He's great. In relative obscurity, I thrived in relative obscurity. Relative obscurity is my middle name. But incredibly, being negged by WGBH Boston was not the weirdest bit of attention that that segment attracted. That, without a doubt, would be this. All right, it's comedian John Oliver in New York. They did a big piece on net neutrality and uh, the FCC, and he directed everybody to go to the FCC website and leave, like, hateful comments. And it turns out it totally worked! The FCC's website crashed! You did it, John! He literally crashed the FCC website. Can you believe that? I can. Yeah, he literally got When you get on a particular platform and you want to do something like that, you can do it. He shut that shit down, bro. He got everybody on their ass about it. And basically, this came up in 2015. This is what this whole art, this whole, you know, this piece is about. And uh, I mean, it got to the point where the guy at the time, who was the chairman at that time, not the same guy now, said forget it. Because they actually were trying to bring it up again in 2015 to actually kind of get rid of it. And, uh, And after this backlash, he was like, forget it, man. Hold on. What? Uh, people did it. Yeah. I just merely pointed out a problem. Now, yeah, I will admit that is a quintessentially British excuse. You cannot possibly hold me responsible for what the masses decide to make a fuss about. Now run along, scallywag. I said good day to you. Good day, sir! <laughs> now, now, the reason for our segment three years ago was that the future of net neutrality was in question. And to their credit, the FCC took steps to safeguard it. And if you're wondering why I'm even bringing up a problem that was seemingly solved, this is why. The Trump administration today announcing plans to roll back Obama-era net neutrality rules on equal access. Of course. It seems that the Trump era will basically control Z everything that happened on Obama's watch. I genuinely would not be surprised if one night Trump went on TV just to tell us that he personally killed every turkey Obama ever pardoned. The the point is, though, once again, net neutrality is in trouble. And if you need a refresher on what it involves, please let the star of the 2007 viral smash video, uh, Chocolate Rain, explain it to you in 30 seconds. Net neutrality is the idea that your pipe to the Internet, whether that is your cable Internet connection, your LTE wireless Internet connection, however you are receiving information via the Internet, that pipeline to the Internet is not allowed to arbitrarily pick favorites in terms of the content that you consume. For example, if you like to use Google search and your roommate likes to use Bing search, 
your internet service provider can't say, well, Bing is paying us a lot of money, so we're going to slow down Google and Yahoo and their other search engine competitors to make Bing load fast. He's right, although that's obviously just a hypothetical. There is- that's so messed up. How is that allowed? How could that be allowed, Jay? I mean, it should never be allowed. Patient age. This is what happens when you get a country that is already all about money and greed, and you put the most money-hungry, greedy motherfucker on the very top of that pole. Uh, this is what happens. It's That's a consequence. People pay me more money. That's it. You're right. So, Jay, what do you got next on your agenda? Uh, next, for me, uh, oddly enough, we've kind of already somewhat talked about it a little bit, uh, just in a weird uh, coincidence, was actually um, one of my all-time favorite people, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, shut down flat earthers with a single photo. Oh, yeah, I Have saw you heard that. about this? I saw it, man. Yeah, but please, please, you know, give the people... So, Neil... Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is one of my favorite people, I, I watch. He's got two different shows on, Star Talk and um, The Cosmos. I watch them both. I listen to Star Talk on my podcast. I, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson is one of the smartest. And I think he comes off as a fairly humble guy. He really is trying to bring all kinds of knowledge down to grades where everybody can understand. He understands that not everybody is as smart as he is. Now, that being said, for some reason, flat earthers have really pissed him off. Yeah. So, uh, and a lot of people think that Neil deGrasse Tyson has a know-it-all attitude, and my guess is this particular column was written by somebody that believes that the earth is flat because uh, they say he's become increasingly insufferable in recent months, and I quote, uh, but there's no denying the man knows how to prove a point. Normally he can get into very long, learned, um, very detailed explanations as to why things happen. Um, and you hear it on his show, Star Talk. I, I mean, the man really, he knows more about uh, any anything than most people you're going to get a chance to actually listen to. And again, he doesn't come off as so scholar that he can't talk to the normal, the normal Joe. He can talk to anybody uh, and have a, a, a very enjoyable conversation. But um, he is uh, he had on Twitter. Uh, all he did was he posted a, a picture, and it was a picture of a lunar eclipse. Um, and it said a lunar eclipse flat earthers have never seen, and it's a lunar eclipse with a little shadow across the moon. And the reason why a flat earther will have never seen that is because that's what a lunar eclipse would look like if the Earth were flat. Yeah. So that right there proves that the Earth ain't flat, people. Um, But Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, again, usually very, very long-winded, uses a lot of very big words, used almost no words to kind of get his point across that these flat earthers have, uh, have kind of pissed them off. And Bill Nye, who has also uh, been on his show a few times and, and is big, I thought he was a little bit more, I'm surprised that this didn't garner a bigger blowback um, because he said the flat earthers, go ahead and 
drive to the end of the earth, take a picture of it, I'll be right here waiting. <laughs> I mean, that's what a smart guy would say, right? I mean, and you hit the nail on the head when it comes to uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson because he uh, he has his uncanny way of uh, being able to explain something so complicated in a, a very layman's way. Uh, that way, you know, people like uh, myself and uh, you that, you know, um, are not to his level um, – uh, as far as intelligence wise are able to kind of uh, wrap our minds around it and kind of understand what the hell he's talking about. So, you know, you hit the nail on the head and yeah, I saw that, uh, I saw that post cause I actually follow him on Twitter. Um, the dark fringe radio page actually follows him on Twitter. And, uh, I saw that and I was like, wow, I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a, that, that's a game changer right there. Wait, does Neil deGrasse Tyson follow Dark Fringe Radio? I don't think he does. I I, I, I hope he would. Um, but uh, and I'd hope to get him on the show one day. I definitely would like to talk to him. And uh, I that would be he is. If there's three people that I could have dinner and have a conversation with that are that are living, he is one of them. Yeah, he's definitely one of them. Definitely one of them. So, well, yeah, that's a that's a great uh, great article, great piece, Jay. And uh, that brings me to my last piece here, Jay. Um, did you know that in Tampa there was a serial killer? I did. Yeah. So we had this guy that uh, supposedly killed like four people in a uh, month and a half span, and uh, they basically caught him, but they caught him in a very unusual way. Uh, he actually worked at McDonald's, and he actually gave an employee um, a bag that had a semi-automatic uh, weapon in it. And uh, he said that uh, hold on to it for him for, you know, some time uh, while he went to go get a loan and he was going to leave town. So obviously that threw up a bunch of uh, concerns and red flags for the person. And they, uh, they you know, contacted the police right thereafter. But, you know, they had been looking for this guy for a month and a half. And, you know, people were baffled. They didn't understand what, uh, what you know, what was going on with this guy. But And, and he seemingly is a, a, a well-educated man. He's a young guy, 24 years old. But I'm going to play a clip real quick here uh, so that way everybody can get up to speed. And, you know, it was it's crazy to know that you know, these serial killers are still around and uh, it doesn't stop, you know. And uh, hold on a second. Let me uh, let me play this. Arrest in Tampa, a suspected serial killer in custody tonight, a basketball player who graduated from St. John's. A tip from a co-worker at McDonald's alerting police. And tonight we now know how it all played out. We've also learned he bought the gun just days before that murder spree began. ABC's Victor Akendo from Tampa. Tonight, police in Florida say they have the man who terrorized a Tampa neighborhood for weeks. I assure you, this is the man who did this. Their break coming yesterday when a former McDonald's worker, Howell Donaldson III, came into the restaurant. He told my boss to hold a gun. He told him to hold his book bag for him. And, but he said, don't go in the book bag. And so she went in the book bag, and so she found the gun. And after finding the gun, she just called the police. Police saying that tip cracked the case. I cannot thank them enough for standing up and doing the right thing. Within minutes, Donaldson was brought in for questioning. Police saying they've matched his gun and cell phone data to the crimes. The gun is what we needed. But tonight, police don't know why Donaldson, who graduated in January from New York's St. John's University, where he was a walk-on basketball player, would allegedly kill four people at random over five weeks, all walking alone in the dark of night within blocks of each other. Investigators say Donaldson is the same man spotted on multiple cameras near the scene where the first victim, Benjamin Mitchell, was gunned down. His gun bought legally days before. This community has lived for weeks in fear of a serial killer. Thank God we got this guy. We got this guy. Donaldson now facing four counts of first-degree murder. If he is found to be guilty, he should die. It's that simple. 
And Victor Akendo with us live tonight. Victor, what has the suspect told police, if anything? Yeah, so they, they got this guy, man. After five weeks, man, of this guy running around, killing you know random people. These people had nothing to do with each other. So it, that's what baffled everybody. There was no connection. So it was very difficult for you know the police and investigators to you know link these uh, these instances to to this guy. And uh, you know, thank God, you know he made a he made an error, and uh, you know the person did the right thing, was able to contact uh, you know the authorities. Can't quantify crazy. You cannot quantify crazy. You got it right, man. So that uh, that brings everything to a conclusion here, Jay. Um, I uh, wanted to also, um, you know, bring up a little also new segment uh, where I want to call what to watch. And basically, you know, I always wanted to kind of give a recommend uh, recommendation to things that I see that uh, I've seen lately that I think is a great piece of work. And it doesn't have to be paranormal uh, or, you know, conspiracy driven or whatever the case may be. It could be anything just for, you know, something for somebody to watch. Um, what do you have on, on, on your plate there, Jay? What, do you have anything to recommend? I, I, I have two things. I know I try to, we're supposed to try to keep it to one. Mm-hmm. But it's I all good. So one, one's a movie and the other is a TV series that uh, I recently kind of came across. The first, the first one is, I think is a cult classic. Uh, and I don't think it's gotten the publicity that it's, it's needed. And Dark Fringe Radio can definitely help that out mm. uh, with our massive following. But it's called uh, Walk Hard. Mm. And it's it's kind of a spoof at Johnny Cash's Walk the Line. Uh, it's about this country singer. Is that the one with John C. Riley? Yes. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good movie. It's a great movie. It's stupid funny. It, it's definitely something you, you turn on when you want to be entertained without really having to pay a whole lot of attention. Uh, it's got a whole bunch of silly uh, songs in it. It's got some very, uh, you know, kind of topical stuff where it just the humor is right out there. It's very National lampoon Um Not so many crack calls, but it's definitely you don't have to pay a lot of attention to get the jokes. It's it's funny, it's dumb, it's easy. It's got John C. Riley in it, who that that guy is, turns everything he touches into into gold. Straight money. That guy's uh, money. Yeah. He was but great in Talladega gets, Nights. He lost with all the stuff he did with Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was great in Talladega Nights, though. Oh, come on. I was one of the that in Step Brothers. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> the clown has no penis. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, he was great in that movie, too. So, all right, that's great. That's a good recommendation. What else you got there, Jay? Uh, the other, I've come across a TV show. There used to be a TV show, and I guess it's still on, but there was a, uh, there was a TV show called Top Gear. Um, a lot of people have watched it. I know it's Top Gear was a huge hit. Uh, I've recently came across something called, uh, the Grand Tour on Amazon. And it's the three original hosts, Jeremy Clarkson, uh, Richard Hammond, and Captain Slow, whose name is Coop currently escaping me mm-hmm. yeah i know the show uh, yeah i know the show very well have you so okay have you seen the new grand tour though that no it's a new version of what they're doing they're no longer because it's it kind of like us because it's more internet based they have a lot more freedoms so yeah uh, but i saw the production value cursing, I, I saw the production the, value of that and because uh, i saw a preview of it i never saw an episode of the new one yet but i did see the preview of it the production value is phenomenal. I mean, even though it's Amazon made, you know, Amazon right now, they're coming up with their own original programming. They're doing a hell of a job, a hell of a job with these. That things. show, I 
honestly, I watch that show, and while my wife doesn't like it as much as she used to like the old Top Gears, um, I like it. I like it more. Um, they're allowed to do their their range is a little bit more wide open. Yeah, they can do a little bit more. They kill off a celebrity every week, um, <laughs> which is entertaining. Uh, it's it's just. You know, they still do stuff where they test cars and they buy cheap cars and they go out and they destroy them and they go on these these long grand tours and you know all the hijinks that they go through, uh, which is hilarious. It, it's hilarious. I just watched them take three beach buggies in the desert in uh, Nabai, I think, or the Nibian Desert out in Africa, mm-hmm. uh, with three beach bud- buggies <laughs> trying to get through the wilderness in South Africa. I mean, how? That's great fucking hilarious it was it was awesome it was hilarious it was a two-part special and it was it was awesome it was well worth the watch uh those are two things that i definitely think if, if you guys are looking for something to watch um that those the, the entertainment value was high wonderful wonderful yeah that's what about a, you yeah that's a great show yeah for me you know what i uh i had one but since i we kind of touched on another i'm going to recommend it as well so the first will be the John Oliver show uh, last week tonight on HBO. If you guys don't know about John Oliver, he used to be on The Daily Show on Comedy Central as one of those extra guys that uh, John Stewart had uh, that would come in and do like a segment uh, once a night or whatever the case may be. And he you know, came up with his own show on HBO. And it's great. It's been on for the last you know three, four years um, at most. But he he's a hell of an entertaining guy, very funny. Uh, so definitely check him out on HBO. Uh, you got to hear a little bit of a taste of what you know he sounds like uh, on our you know earlier in the in the podcast. So uh, if you get a chance on HBO last week tonight by John Oliver, check it out. So um, the other one I wanted to recommend was for the uh, for the meatheads or the guys that uh, you know our age, you know thirty plus, who kind of grew up watching wrestling. There was a a great piece on Thirty for Thirty from ESPN, the uh, Ric Flair story. And, uh, man, what a great 30 for 30. Um, the 30 for 30 series is already great as it is. But this particular piece, man, I, I think it took it to another level. It, uh, it really uh, it demonstrated the, the, the popularity and the influence Ric Flair had on multiple different levels of entertainment, not just in the wrestling world, uh, but in MMA, um, you know, a.k.a. Uh, Conor McGregor. Basically, what you see him doing now is what Ric Flair did 20, 30 years ago. Um, you know, it, rappers, people always talk about Ric Flair and rap songs. You know, it, mm-hmm. it goes on and on and on. I mean, he's influenced so many people. So um, if you guys ever get a chance to um, check out that 30 for 30 on Ric Flair, I totally recommend it. It's a great uh, It's a great piece. Uh, you'll laugh. You'll cry. It's my, yeah, it's one of my top it's one of my top three favorite 30 for 30s. Yeah, I mean, you'll I hate... watch all of those, and it's in my top three. Yeah, it's a great piece, and, you know, you'll hate him at one point, and you'll love him, and, you know, he's just one of those kind of guys that you, you, you understand, even though some of the, you know, the choices that he's made in life had great consequences. But, you know, if you guys get a chance, again, watch the 30 for 30 on Ric Flair, so check that out, okay? Again, Jay, um, that's a wrap for tonight, and um, I uh, wanted to thank you again uh, for uh, joining me. Jay, can you give um, the uh, Twitter and uh, SoundCloud and iTunes information? Well, of course. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Dark Fringe Radio. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud by searching Dark Fringe Radio. And now we are big time on iTunes. Go to the search engine, type in three words, Dark One, Fringe Two, Radio 3, that's going to pull up all of our episodes, including the one we just did last week, 
And uh, this time next week, this one will be up there as well. Follow us. Give us big likes. Give us big thumbs up. Spread the word. Help us grow. Help us have a good time. Help us inform the masses. Stay woke. There you go. Stay woke. That's that's the theme of this show, man. Stay woke. So, again, uh, I'm Will Martinez here for, with you guys tonight with my co-host, as always, Jay Galosi. And uh, thank you for joining in on Dark Fringe Radio. We're going to have some guests coming up pretty soon here. So, uh, you know, be, uh, be on the lookout for that and uh, get some more great entertainment from this uh, this podcast. And uh, we hope to do this for you guys uh, as long as we possibly can. So, um, again, thank you guys uh, and uh, have a good night. All right, Jay? All right, you too. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warmer G was on the streets trying to consume some skirts for the E so I could get some phones rolling in my ride. Chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak. All of you search know what's up with 213. So I hooked select on 21 and Lewis. Some brothers shooting dice, so I said, let's do this. I jumped out the rock and said, what's up? Some brothers pulled some cats, so I said, I'm stuck. These girls peeping me, I'm gonna glide and swerve. These hookers looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Want to bigger, better things than some horny tricks. I see my homie and some suckers. All in his mix. I'm getting jacked. I'm breaking myself. I can't believe they taking Warren's wealth. They took my rings. They took my Rolex. I looked at the brother, said, Damn, what's next? They got my homie hemmed up and they all around. Can't none of them see him if they going straight down for power. They want to come up real quick before they start to clown. I best pull out my strap and lay them busters down. They got guns to my head. I think I'm going down. I can't believe it's happening in my own town. If I had wings, I would fly. Let me contemplate. I glance in the cut and I see my homie Nate. 16 in the clip and one in the hole. Nate Dog is about to make some bodies turn cold. Now they dropping and yelling. It's a tad bit late. Nate Dog and Warren G had to regulate. Switching my mind back into freak mode. If you won't skirt, sit back and observe. I just left a gang of those over there on the curb. Now they got the freaks, and that's a known fact. Before I got jacked, I was on the same track. Back up, back up, cause it's on N-A-T-E and me. The woman to the G. Just like I thought they were in the same spot. In need of some desperate head. But Nate Dog and the G child were in need of something sexy as hell. I said, ooh, I like your size. She said, my car's broke down and just sing real nice. Would you let me ride? I got a car full of girls and it's going real swell. The next stop is the east side
out with a gangster twist. If you smoke like I smoke, then you're high like every day. And if your ass is a buster, 213 will regulate. 